Hello, welcome back to Arena On Air. Sky here, joined by Arena Stage's Digital Communications Manager, Brianne DeMeo. Hi, I'm Brianne, and I will be joining the Arena On Air hosting team. Previous co-hosts Miranda and Jordan have graduated from the Fellows Program and are moving on to new projects outside of Arena Stage. We will miss them, but Sky, who is now the Media Relations Associate, and I will hold down the fort as best we can. The summer is an amazing time at Arena Stage for a few reasons, but the most exciting has got to be Camp Arena Stage. Heading into its 14th summer, Camp Arena Stage is a multi-arts camp located at Georgetown Visitation Preparatory School, a beautiful campus for art making and outdoor activities. Bree and I are actually at Georgetown Visitation right now with some of our camp staff, or as we call them at camp, art enhancers. Let's start off by just introducing yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Carrie McGee. Um, I'm an art enhancer, which is probably my favorite title that I have at any point during the year. Um, it just sounds like such a, a a lovely thing to be, right? An art enhancer. I'm Jonathan. I'm a musician by trade. I've been a professional pianist and music director and keyboard player and occasional guitarist my whole uh, professional life. And I've been at this is my eighth year teaching at Arena Stage. Hi, my name is Jamila Madian, and here at camp I will be teaching fashion design um, and sewing, and I'll also be teaching a class called Mini Masterpieces. I teach uh, essentially the classics curriculum here at camp. I do Shakespeare, I do the Greeks. Um, this year we had a little bit of Moliere, and I've taught Commedia dell'arte in the past, like all kinds of exciting things. Um, and I also teach the, the one lone sports camp for the kids who just need to kind of like run around and get some energy out. My background is mainly in theater. Um, I have a, a master's in theater education, um, and I run a uh, theater company here in town called We Happy Few, which is a classics folk focused theater company, small ensemble, you know, gritty, exciting, edge of your seat, classical theater kind of work. Um, so that translates very well to what I do here in the summer. I am this year teaching uh, Disney favorites, which I've taught every year, uh, as well as a cabaret class this year. I'm pretty much always uh, doing music, whether it's teaching my own class or um, accompanying a theater or vocal class. And um, two years I taught a crossword puzzle class as well, which was really fun. Nice. What brings you back every year? As far as like experiences go, I mean, I, I love every second I get to spend with the campers. I seeing camp through their eyes is is wonderful. Um, but I also get really jazzed about uh, introducing them to classics, to to Shakespeare and, and things like that, and watching them get enthused about it. Be like, oh, we went to the Shakespeare Theater and we got this, and it's a day calendar with all of Shakespeare's insults. Carrie, we brought it in for you. Or, you know, some book that they have, some picture book of the globe or something, because they're getting so excited about the world, and I love that. It's a real family and home for all of us. The opportunity, especially in the summer, to, to be at a place where you really feel like everybody understands and loves what you're doing, where you're not necessarily the special or different kid, but that everybody here is the special or different kid. It's such a supportive and positive and fun and free place, and I feel like it brings up that in everyone as, here as well. So you also teach during the year as well, correct? I do. Yep, I teach uh, with Arena Stage, part of their Voices and Now program, which is a program that is uh, outreach for area youths, 
um, to kind of talk about um, social issues and prevailing things in their life that they don't feel like they normally have a voice in. It's a way for them to share um, their stories on stage through text, through movement, um, and that's a, a lovely experience. I've been with them four years. Um, I also teach in uh, at GW and uh, Georgetown in their medical schools. Um, there's a great program um, for actors where you go and you can be a pretend patient, a standardized patient, um, but they've actually um, furthered the program. So we're teaching not only just communication skills to uh, medical students, but also physical exam skills. So that's kind of been a, a cool little like, I never would have thought that I'd be in medical education, right. right? Teaching doctors how to do things. It's a weird world sometimes. So I actually have a company that's called Stitch With Style. We are a mobile sewing education company. So I have contracts with different school systems, um, different organizations like Parks and Recs, um, the Boys and Girls Club, where my company steps in and we run classes and workshops. Um, and it's for all ages. So we start students actually as young as five years old on the sewing machine. Um, and we even go up to working with some of the seniors that are at the Parks and Recs. So we're fully equipped. We have up to 25 sewing machines. So just give us a space, give us outlets, tables, and chairs, and we create a fashion design environment within that space. Going back to Voices of Now and, yeah. and your work with them, mm -hmm. we do also have some of the teaching uh, staff here come from Voices of Now. I've seen some of mm -hmm. those students yeah. transfer um, over yes. to, as mm -hmm. camp teaching artists, which I find is a really nice connecting piece yeah. between the programming we do at arena stage for youth overall mm -hmm. and then how they can take those skills and give back to camp arena stage yeah. foster the next generation of voices of yeah the students. exactly yeah i personally i started at camp myself and then became involved with oh the voices in our program so it certainly does feed each other which is great that's amazing mm -hmm. what do you think are campers favorite experiences here I mean, we have a lot of returning campers every year. Yeah. What keep? What do you have any insights into what might keep well, I think them back? A, the the supportive and super positive part is so special that you always know that when you perform, which you have an opportunity to do basically every day, um, you are fully being supported and loved, and not judged, and it's not a competition. And the love is just being sent in both directions, and you always know that that is the case. You mentioned that they get to perform every day. What yeah. is that? So aspect? every day there is a noontime show, which is like a half hour ish talent show, mm -hmm. where within a frequency limit, anybody can sign up to do anything, whether it's an advanced dance class, putting on a piece they've choreographed or someone showing a cool Lego spaceship they made, or someone reciting a poem they wrote in school. It is all totally super welcome, and it is every, an opportunity to do that every day, which is really cool. I can only imagine the joy and excitement that kids here must have with your class and the projects that they create because there's a little bit more time invested. So right. are there any projects that they love? I would say... The most exciting thing about my classes are what my students are able to produce, my campers are able to produce. Um, people are always blown away. And even the students, when they come in, they ask me questions. They're like, 
are we really able to wear it? So it's exciting when when camp starts again the following year because students actually arrive in pieces that they've made. So if they've made shorts, if they've made skirts, this is their opportunity to come in and say, hey, I'm taking fashion design again. This is actually what we made last summer. So to see those projects come to life and on that level, because usually when people associate camp, Oh, it's just a temporary art project. You know, they can't keep it long term, but no, this is, they can really wear it. It's such a supportive and positive and fun and free place. And I feel like it brings up that in everyone as, here as well. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you all for talking to us and for dedicating your summers to the campers at Camp Arena Stage. There are still spaces available for the two week session at Camp Arena Stage beginning July 23rd. We offer full and partial scholarships for tuition so that cost is never a barrier to access. For more information, visit arenastage.org under the Education tab. Now let's head back to Arena to talk to some more people who dedicate their lives to bringing art to students. Please welcome Building Bridges Across the Rivers Deputy Director Irfana Jethanarani and Director of Theater Operations and Programming Kimberly E. Douglas. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you guys for having us. We wanted to have you tell us a little bit about building bridges across the river, uh, what it is, what your mission is. We are a Ward 8 based nonprofit. We've been in the Congress Heights neighborhood for about 13 years. And building bridges across the river's mission is to serve families living east of the Anacostia River in Ward 7 and Ward 8. Um, and we do that through fiscal oversight and management of several different projects and our main campus, the ARC, which is the Town Hall Education Arts and Recreation Campus, which most people know us for. But we have so many new projects that we're working on. Um, so we want to put it under the umbrella of our larger nonprofit, Building Bridges Across the River. And we call it B-Bar for short because it's a kind of a mouthful of, of words. <laughs> Um, but the other projects that we manage um, are the 11th Street Bridge Park, um, the ARC Theater, the ARC Farm, um, and we have an ICANN internship program that I know Kimberly will talk more about um, later on. What are some ways you create access and amplify the arts in those words specifically? One of the projects that we have um, that is our lead workforce development is the ICANN Technical Theater Internship Program. And it's actually, you know, fusing production arts with STEM concepts. So we engage youth that live in Ward 7, Ward 8 between the age of 15 to 22 and teach them lighting design, sound engineering, scenic design, arts administration and stage management, as well as hospitality. Um, last year, due to the request from the interns, we decided to add on a video and editing component. Um, and so this was our first pathway just under the umbrella of building bridges across the river to really create a arts education um, initiative, as well as to provide a platform for our youth to be introduced to the arts, because many of them have aspirations to be a part of the arts, but they might not necessarily want to be performers. Um, and so we wanted to say, well, this is another way you can have a sustainable career and also integrate arts into your lifestyle if this is something that you want to continue with into your adulthood. That's great. So through the internship, mm -hmm. the the students, uh, they have access to the productions and performances and programs mm -hmm. that um, the partners are producing. Are they also going in and 
assisting? Are they, if they're studying lighting design, are they going in and assisting with lighting design for the Nutcracker? Yeah, no, thank you for that. So, I mean, with our partnerships, there have been... um, there have been those opportunities for cross-pollination of services. Like every year with the Washington Ballet at the Arc, our ICANN Technical Theater interns produce their final dance intensive for the summer. Um, the Washington Ballet does utilize our internal workforce, so they staff you know, a sound engineer from the ICANN program to always run their show. They bring in their own lighting designer and they work with the union team, but in-house you know, they feel very comfortable working with our hospitality staff as well as the sound techs from the ICANN program. But um, yeah, this, this program gives great opportunities, one, for us to service the East of the River rentals that come into the space. And like Irfana was saying, you know, we provide that subsidized access for, you know, up-and-coming producers as well as school groups. Um, One of the great collaborations we had um, last year was um, working with Moton Elementary School and doing their um, production of The Little Mermaid uh, through the Turnaround (laughs) Arts Program. And it was just really amazing. I mean, just the buy-in that all of the interns have and being able to create a lighting design and also board op it and then being the engineer and um, being backstage, they love that environment. Um, one of the ongoing collaborations we've had is through Charter School Seed um, Falcon Theater, which is at Sea School of Washington. And yeah, that collaboration has grown tremendously in where they allow us to actually build the sets that they bring in. Last year they did Aladdin Jr., but we've done Bring It On the Musical, um, Lion King Jr. Uh, and yeah, we get to fully be um, the production company you know, the ICANN Technical Theater interns are running that production fully, which gives them a great sense of ownership, great sense of belonging. Um, And I think that's what ultimately, in the arts world, that's what you hope that arts education will do, is to provide, you know, a sense, one, of teamwork and creativity, but also inspire you to feel that they have a place, you know, in this world where they're valued. Under Building Bridges Across the River, with our partnership, um, we have the Washington Ballet, we have Art Reach, we have Levine Music, and so through those partnerships, we often collaborate. They present, you know, their programming. Um, the Washington Ballet yearly does their Nutcracker. Levine Music also has had their Performing Arts Group Act Two perform in our theater stage. Um, Art Reach does a lot of collaborations throughout, you know, the neighborhood for after-school programs, and now we have the Phillips Collection on site um, as well, and then. Jointly, the Levin Street Bridge Park and the theater, we've collaborated most recently on um, the Anacostia River Festival, which is really incredible project, as well as the Harvest Festival that they produce. The Anacostia River Festival, um, the Levin Street Bridge Park and Building Bridges Across the River are the lead producers of that festival every year. Um, And we do that in partnership with the National Park Service and the Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, And in in terms of accessibility, that that festival is completely free. We get about 9,000 people down to the the River Festival site, which is the future site of the 11th Street Bridge Park every year in Anacostia Park. Um, And it's, you know, the Bridge Park acts as like a convener for that festival where we bring over 46 nonprofits together to provide free programming for the community. And we focus a lot on river health um, and also um, other activities um, around, about the community and, and uh, about the watershed that we all live in. Um, so that's a really um, thrilling um, and amazing large-scale project. Um, but we also do so many free programs at the ARC. We have a lot of low-ticket um, opportunities at the ARC. Um, and a recent collaboration with Mosaic Theater mm-hmm. um, allows us to bring people in to see um, work that happens 
um, at the Atlas um, in our in our ward um, for very low ticket prices or for free. Are there any other ways that you connect with middle school, elementary school students? Um, so one great thing um, that we've been able to um, well, participate in this year through um, D.C. Commission on the Arts is just that um, these wonderful field trip experiences. Um, by them making those grants available, you know, we've been able to receive funding to program our spaces um, for lots, you know, DCPS as well as D.C. charter schools to come out and experience, you know, yeah, different level of art. And so that has really been tremendous for us just with the numbers of, you know, we've been able to serve throughout one War 7, Ward 8, but also so, you know, anybody that's coming from outside of the war to our space, you know, being able to say, hey, I, I got to see a production at the Arc Theater today. Another really cool project we did with the ICANN interns this year was um, we worked with one of the local business owners in Historic Anacostia, Anika Hobbs, and she owns a store um, that's called Nubian Human. Um, and she does an annual um, festival at her space every year called the Black Love Experience. And so um, the Bridge Park and the Arc Theater took our ICANN interns um, and actually fully produced that event for Anika. So we were able to utilize the resources that we had um, at Building Bridges Across the River and support a local business owner and sort of fully realizing um, this event in her space. And it, I think it's also awesome because then our kids get to work out in the community. They get to meet people who live in their community um, and they get to work with um, a, a different kind of space um, and like really imagine how to convert a space into a full event space. Right. And I think the purpose of the program ultimately is to create um, all-around techs, you know, technicians. They should be be able to work in every area of production. And so for them, yeah, that was a great experience because, you know, being able to install, you know, light sound from the ground up and, and be fully responsible for that project was really tremendous. Um, and they got to work with, yeah, some great talent and also, yeah, take ownership over what they created and see the fruits of their labor with everybody experiencing it and having a wonderful time. So that was great. And also learning about a new venue because they had never been to the Anacostia Arts Center. So that was great. I'd love to know a little bit about each of you and how you came to um, be a part of building bridges across the river and kind of how the arts have played a part in your life. Yeah. I am a D.C. native. I uh, went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts and graduated in 99. I was a uh, vocal major there and then decided to continue my studies at Howard University uh, with a little transition into uh, music business and jazz studies world. But during my time at Howard, I, I fell in love with event production and not really realizing that Honestly, my whole life I've been around my family. They're event managers. They're, they do, you know, conferences. And, you know, my mother did her own fashion show events. So being in that environment, I didn't realize how much it had an impact on me and just the vision that I, you know, can bring to a space. And so after graduating Howard, um, surprisingly, I took a turn with my career and decided, oh, entry-level job, I went into healthcare doing case management. And, you know, it was wonderful because I realized I had a great capacity to care for people and to be an advocate. And I came aboard in ooh, 2008, and um, I started out as the production manager there, and uh, in 2010 transitioned into the role of theater manager. And because the scope of the job changed with now they wanted, you know, some curation of a programming series, also operation of rentals, and then adding on the education component, they decided to transition the role into a director's position. So I, I was able to, you know, transition into these three 
will work heavily into these three amazing realms of theater. Life has always been infused with being around artists and being around people that have vision. And so that's why I want everybody in Ward 7, Ward 8, where, yeah, where we work, um, to enjoy and be have that kind of access. Yeah, we have a lot of artists working at <laughs> at Building Bridges Across the River. Yeah. So I'm a dancer. My background's um, pr- primarily in modern dance. Um, I worked in nonprofit management and also continue to dance um, for a number of companies in New York City um, and then had a stint in philanthropy um, with the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation and also was a fellow at the Kennedy Center here in Washington, D.C. I came across our director of the 11th Street Bridge Park Project, Scott Kratz, Um, and started talking with him about this project and about building bridges across the river and was really impressed with sort of the grassroots nature of the Bridge Park Project and how it's evolved over the past five years now. So that's how I sort of started working um, at building bridges across the river and and I'm starting my fifth year at the organization um, as the deputy director of the Bridge Park Project. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us and telling us about your amazing programs. Well, thank you for having us. This is great. Yeah, Keep the conversation going about yes. the arts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so we have special guest Trisha Taylor in the studio, the Assistant Director of Education at Washington Performing Arts. Welcome, Trisha. Uh, we were wondering if you could start off by telling us a little about Washington Performing Arts and what your mission is. Sure. Washington Performing Arts is a 50-year-old organization that focuses on connecting artists with the community through both presenting and education. As an arts organization without its own venue, we're presenting in venues all across town from the Kennedy Center, Strathmore, Sixth and I, a number of places each year. So we're able to really pair the artist with the correct venue for, for their performance style and their performance. We also have a number of education programs in both the community and in schools that we really want to showcase the arts in a variety of ways. So our mission is three-pronged, which goes with all of these things that we just talked about. And the first is that we want to make sure to provide the Washington community with performing arts presentations of the highest quality and of varied content and tradition. Second is to provide lifelong opportunities through arts education, youth involvement, and community partnerships. And third is to support and nurture performing artists in their art forms. Um, So how do you make your programs accessible to all different areas of D.C. and different ages and, and youth programs? One thing that I think is an essential guiding principle of Washington Performing Arts that really helps us when thinking about accessibility is that our founder, Patrick Hayes, his mantra was everybody and nobody out. And it's something that we think about and that really guides much of what Washington Performing Arts does today. We want to make sure that our work is accessible as possible to as many people as possible. We do have to charge admission fees for our concerts, but we also offer our Gateway Student Ticket Program, which offers $10 student tickets to any students who are interested in coming to our main stage performances. We also like to bring our education program students, community members to our main stage performances. That way we can really connect what we've been doing in the classroom through our education programs directly with what is happening on our main stage. We don't only want to bring people to our performances, we really want to bring performances to audiences as well where they are. So we bring a number of people, local teaching artists that are a big part of our community, as well as our main stage artists to schools, to community centers, to senior centers, because we want to bring the artists to where they are. 
So an example is the Kronos Quartet, which was on our main stage this year with Wuman, the pipa player. And Kronos Quartet performed in the Washington Performing Arts main office for some children who are part of one of our education programs called the Embassy Adoption Program. But then they also went to a military base and did a master class with Wuman, the pipa player, for the community there. And it was something that was really interesting because it was able to be broadcast internationally and we had an international audience for it as well. So those are just some of the ways that we really want to make our programs accessible. We also really like to partner with other organizations so that it's a it's a big part of Washington Performing Arts to build these community partnerships so that we can expand our reach and really work with other organizations to bring the best art possible to the community. I'm really interested in the taking the artists where people are. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we do here through DC Ticket Partnership is we can bring students into the theater. Um, and the the focus of this particular podcast episode is Camp Arena Stage. So that is an, an environment in which we take teaching artists and we plot them straight down into Camp Arena Stage for a bunch of students to learn a variety of different artistic skill sets. So I think that... Um, that connection between being where you are and coming to a space for art really helps kids learn that art is everywhere. One of your missions is to provide lifelong learning opportunities through arts education, youth involvement, and community partnerships. That's something that we at Arena Stage strongly support. One of the tenets, if you will, of your programs is to cultivate a student's ability to carry out the process of creating, performing, and responding. Do you see examples of how students apply these outside of the classroom? That's a really great point because it really is important to think about how will they use these skills, how will art become a part of their life. And we've had a number of ways that we've received feedback about exactly what you're talking about. So there are a couple of examples that really come to mind. And one is from our Capital Arts Partnership. We had students working on improvisation in their classroom. And we think improvisation doesn't only have to be jazz. It can be in classical music. It can be on a violin. And so we really think about improvisation across the board. And so one of the students who went through one of these workshops said later that they felt that by working on improvisation, they became brave to try things in other areas besides just music because they felt like they had that experience to try something new and felt more brave about it, which I I think is maybe one of the greatest pieces of feedback that we could receive. What a great thing that they were more brave. I also think about one of our Children of the Gospel members, which is one of our two resident gospel choirs at Washington Performing Arts, and one of the students said that because of the things that they learned in Children of the Gospel, She said that she was more confident in her presentation skills in school and in other subject areas because of her work on stage and having stage presence classes and training directly through Children of the Gospel. But she also said that she learned habits for practice and was able to think about how they connected to sports, about how you have to really develop a skill over time and you have to practice and develop your craft. And she credited that directly to Children of the Gospel. When we were talking to B-Bar earlier, you know, one thing that they were mentioning was um, how little arts education students are getting these days. Simple things like they had brought up, they had brought the NSO's petting zoo to a group of their um, interns and their kids, and there were students that could not identify a lot of the, like, simple instruments that I feel like a lot of us 
got when we were students in school, even Mm -hmm. if it was something as simple as learning how to play a recorder, which is a very basic thing that what we all did in the third grade, Mm -hmm. but to know that even something as simple as that is being pulled out of schools, I think it's really important that we as a D.C. community and arts organizations um, sort of spearhead putting that back into the hands of, of kids and the youth. Absolutely. I think that that kind of goes along with some of the programs that we're working on specifically in schools because we want to make sure that we're supporting the learning that's happening but also offering some new opportunities. But we want it to be really responsive to what the teachers and the schools need and what they want. One that I can think of really off the top of my head is our DC Keys program, which is in partnership with DC Public Schools. And it this was its first full year of the program. And it was teaching keyboarding skills to every single elementary school student in DC Public Schools. So it reached over 25,000 children across DCPS, but really to think about the keyboard as a tool and thinking about music in a creative way and how can this keyboard and how can these skills be used in music in other ways. And that was something that was really exciting to me, I think, because when talking to our DCPS partners about it, they had this grand vision of how the piano doesn't have to be so scary, I think, for kids and how it can then be something useful and exciting for them throughout their lives. So that's a program that I think talks about what you're saying. Uh, Our Capital Arts Partnership also is supporting in strings and jazz and vocal music and in dance, supporting teachers and really providing teaching artists in the classrooms to give them a new perspective on the music that they're doing, but also to help the teachers and support them as well and maybe provide more for their own practices for moving forward. I would love to hear how you got into this job in the Washington Performing Arts and how arts has played a part in your life and now uh, what kinds of things you do in your position specifically. Certainly. So I think I started in the arts, I think my earliest art memory, and I remember talking about this in grad school, is looking at the Diego Rivera fresco at the Detroit Institute of Art. And I just remember thinking that it was the coolest thing that I'd ever seen standing when I was a little kid. And I've just been really interested and involved in the arts ever since. Although I did not go into visual art. (laughs) I'm a musician and I play the bassoon. But I think that arts have always been central to my being. And I was a music teacher for a couple of years. I came to D.C. for graduate school for my master's in arts management at American University. And then I ended up through my internship working at Sitar Arts Center in Adams Morgan for six years, which is a truly wonderful and delightful place as well for arts education in D.C. And then after that, I was thinking of what my next challenge would be when I was at Sitar, even though I love it dearly. But the opportunity at Washington Performing Arts was really great just thinking about how can I continue to serve the children in D.C. and how can I provide opportunities. And I think that Washington Performing Arts is a great fit for that, for me, for the community, for everyone in D.C. Well, thank you so much for being here today um, and sharing the stories and the mission and the education programs at Washington Performing Arts. It's been a joy to sit down and talk with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We hope this episode shed some light on the many youth-centered arts programs in D.C., including our Voices of Now program, which offers free admission to our Voices of Now festival. The Voices of Now Meet Ensemble brings student artists grades 7 to 11 together to write, perform, and share the stories that make up their lives. 
Through our Moving Stories program, our teaching artists bring stories to life in D.C. area classrooms using song, movement, and sign language. Through the D.C. Ticket Partnership, we are able to offer subsidized tickets for just $4. These performances include in-class workshops and study guide materials in the hopes of deepening students' connections to the arts. These are just a few of the educational programs that we offer through our Community Engagement Department. For more information, visit arenastage.org education. Arts education and access to artistic opportunities is so important for the next generation. Let us know some of your favorite arts education programs using the hashtag ArenaOnAir. Thanks for listening!